When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info. Along with great contests, including the bracket contests, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. What up, you think it bought us? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Scott Guasco, joined by my man, Bobby LaMarco. Arch is easily, in my opinion, March is easily the best sports month of the entire year. NFL free agency, the start of the new year. Baseball is off. We got trades all over. My boy Chris Bryant goes from my Giants onto the competitive rock within the not happy about that. Got a lot of players moving. If you're playing fantasy baseball, it's a hot time of year. And as you heard in the opening, of course, we have March Madness kicking off as well. Very busy time for the podcast. Very busy time for our friends at Believe Networks. Make sure to give them a follow and big up yourself. Bob and I have been hot on the YouTube channel. If you're not tuned into the YouTube channel yet, make sure you follow us at Fantasy Focused on the YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter as well. Give us a subscribe. Leave us a comment below on your favorite fantasy trade or free agent moves so far or who you need to see move. We've got a bunch of mini series only available on the YouTube channel. So for you podcast listeners, this is not going to be available on the podcast. Those mini series are only available on YouTube right now. Head over to the YouTube channel once again. Fantasy focused on YouTube. It's all of our mini series. We broke down every single one of our divisions and all the land spots. Bob and I are getting into the fantasy recap. This is going to be our gut reaction, first reaction, rapid reaction, whatever you want to call it. This is our first take on where these guys have landed. We've talked about a couple of them that have trickled in over the last couple of shows, but Bob and I are going to run through the list of who's landed right now. We just heard that Tyler Conklin ends up on the Jets. That is, I think, their ninth tight end, Bob, if I'm correct. You can clarify that for me when we get going here. But a lot of moves happening, trades, free agency. Still don't know where Allen Robinson's going to go. Still don't know where Raheem Mostert's going to end up. Still don't know where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go. Deshaun Watson, Odo Beckham, a lot of names to land. But we do have a bunch that have already gone. We've got some big names who have been released. Julio Jones, Austin Hooper. Big names of fantasy football. We're getting into it right now. Once again, this is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Great to be back with you podcast listeners. Just one episode per week right now, but we'll dive into more of that once the NFL draft hits us. All right, Bobo, we got a lot of names to cover, man. Let's rock it. 
So today's episode, we're not going to be going over everything. Obviously, the guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers re-signed. Today's episode is on who's on the move. Like, who's actually changing teams? Obviously, Brady coming back and Aaron Rodgers, huge news. But we kind of already know what those guys are going to do in the systems that they're already in. Today's episode is to break down which players are on the move. Some of these guys we kind of already know. Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz. But we're going to talk about We're going to get Guy and my gut reactions to this. First off, no data, no stats, maybe some. We'll d- drizzle some on there like we always do. But today's just kind of talk about how we feel about the impact from fantasy, not only on these players specifically, but also the players around them they're traded to and also the teams that they left. Make sure you're checking those out because me and Sky will be breaking down the free agency and reverse episodes I always like to do, so we'll do those later. But, Sky, let's start at the top, the most important. Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. So give us your two cents on the Russell Wilson trade. Of course, the package include guys like Drew Locke, etc., Noah Fant. But give me your first reactions for the fantasy value of Russell Wilson and the players in Denver. This is an upgrade for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, downgrade for the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, they might talk about Colin Kaepernick. They might talk about Russell Wilson, or excuse me, Deshaun Watson. We'll see what happens up in Seattle. We'll recover that as we get there. But we... I am excited to see what Russ can do in Denver. Look, nobody on Denver, in my opinion, is DK Metcalf. Nobody on Denver yet is Tyler Lockett. Jerry Judy could be that guy. Cortland Sutton could be that guy. KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Albert O. There's a lot of weapons. But overall package, Russ is playing with a better overall squad. Javante Williams, of course, as well in the mix. And Melvin Gordon, still at least. So overall upgrade for Russ. I'm really excited about it. I haven't done my rankings yet. But he'll probably be, I would have guessed, in like that 8 to 10 range uh, first shot here for Russell Wilson. Let's show that to the next trade, of course, which is Carson Wentz traded to the Commanders. Now, Taylor Heineke was not a bad play. Last year, a lot of us, when this all happened, you know, the trade competition, two-thirds, uh, I think they swapped a, swapped seconds. So they moved up like five spots, and then there was like a seventh-round pick involved in this too. But for Wentz's perspective, listen, they competent quarterback play on a team that has Terry McLaurin, but outside of that, Logan Thomas is coming back from injury. Curtis Samuel cannot get on the field, but if those guys can get back on the field and healthy along with Gibson and J.D. McKissick, not, not too bad for Carson Wentz, but just keep in mind, Wentz was behind the best offensive line in football, had the best running game in football, and his responsibility essentially was don't blow it, and he blew it. So I hope from the, the fantasy perspective, this is good news for Terry McLaurin because we saw Michael Pittman have a very strong season last year, and I think that this is a good news for the fantasy value of these guys as a whole because I think he is a slight upgrade on Taylor Heineke. So I think it's a plus for the Carson Wentz, uh, Carson Wentz for the skill position players on the commanders. So let's jump down to Teddy Bridgewater's guy. He signs with the Dolphins. Do you think Teddy has a shot to overtake two? Do you think this is a security play, or is he strictly a backup in Miami? Security play, backup to start, absolutely has the ability to take over Tua. I'm not sold on Tua. This is strictly a Justin Herbert is better than Tua conversation take, for sure. And the Dolphins blew it, in my opinion, but shouts out to your Chargers. Teddy Bridgewater and Tua are more or less the same quarterback. Tua's got a little more flair. Teddy, I think, is just more accurate. Teddy's better NFL quarterback, but neither one of them are flashy. I don't love this offense in general right now for fantasy football. Teddy Bridgewater will start as the number two, but Tua has shown injuries over his career. Obviously, so has Teddy Bridgewater. Either one of these guys could ping pong starter week to week. And I don't know who I would be more about in fantasy football. Single quarterback leagues, obviously not, but super flex. 
I guess Tua for upside, but Teddy for floor. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not excited about this at all, man. I'm, I'm not a. I love Teddy as a person. I'm rooting for the guy, but I love him as a quarterback, and certainly not in fantasy. And I'm just not a Tua believer. Yeah. My guy, another one, before we, we're kind of burying the lead a little bit on somebody else, but I'll talk Tyrod. I'll give you the guy, the next guy. It's a pretty good one. But Tyrod Taylor being signed by the Bills, like it's not the guy I wanted. I talked about this in our in our free agent episode that I wanted to see a guy like Mitch Trubisky who could potentially be a franchise quarterback down the road if he plays like plays up to his number two draft capital. Tyrod Taylor doesn't seem that guy, but – he maybe he sprinkles some of that that magic where he the other quarterback on the roster plays a lot better than expected. Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert, uh, you know Davis Mills. So maybe he sprinkles some of that fairy dust on uh, Dave, uh, oh my God, Daniel Jones, and Jones becomes an all a baller. But the thing is this: Daniel Jones has not been healthy. He's the, barely played 16, 17 games. So when he misses those three, four games or whatever for whatever reason, we do have a competent quarterback play because Mike Glennon. And, and, you know, the experiment last year, Jake Fromm was horrible. So I think Tyrod does offer us a nice baseline for quarterback play. And if Daniel Jones falls flat on his, foot, falls flat on his face, at least we'll have somebody that could get the ball to Galladay, Tony, etc. Let's jump down to the probably the biggest signing of all the quarterbacks so far outside of the trades. It's Mitch Trubisky who signed with the uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So give us a quick analysis on the Pittsburgh Steelers signing for Mr. Trubisky. Might sound funny to people not paying attention all the time, but this is definitely an upgrade for what the Steelers have had for the last season, maybe two. Big Ben is a borderline Hall of Famer, the conversation for another time, but not the last two seasons, certainly not last year. Um, Deontay Johnson is a phenomenal wide receiver, and I think he helped Big Ben more than Big Ben helped Deontay. So I'm not worried about Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool needs to basically just keep his mouth shut and stay on the team. I think that's his biggest obstacle. And Juju is going to leave eventually as well, another name we haven't heard land yet. So Mitch coming into the Steelers, I like the move. Um, we haven't seen much from Mitch Trubisky in a couple of seasons, but I'll tell you right now, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of value in a quarterback who had a shot, didn't do terrible with the Bears, as we know, made the playoffs two years in a row, but kind of the laughing stock number two big shot. Watson and, and Mahomes, of course, historically, but Trubisky's not terrible and he's good for fantasy because he can run the ball as well. There's a lot of value to me in him going last year, not playing at all. Doesn't matter. Sat behind Josh Allen, similar skill set. Got to co uh, play underneath Brian Dable, who's a great offensive mind, obviously, and helped the Bills and, and Josh Allen resurrect his career from the slums as well. So, I, I like the Steelers organization. Love Mike Tomlin. They can't get worse than Big Ben. I like this, and I like Mitch to be in, in fantasy as well because he's going to use his legs. So, to me, it wouldn't be shocking if he ends like QB 15 or 16. I won't have him ranked like that, but with his rushing upside alone, he could be a high-end QB 2 at the end of the year. All right, jumping down to Drew Locke, the other side of that Russell Wilson trade. You know, not a bad landing spot to have DK Metcalf and Tyler Locke, and obviously it doesn't sound – like the Seahawks are necessarily done at quarterback, but him and Gino, if they're going into it, at least he has two premier weapons. Now they have Will Disley. He still's got Noah Fant there. The off the funny thing is, you listening to the Seahawks, they're investing in their offensive line this offseason. When Russ leaves, they decide they need to invest in their offensive line. So, you know, it's not a terrible landing spot. But if they simplify the quarterback play and just make it focus on defense and running the football, that should help Drew Locke instead of him trying to drop back and win football games. So if the Seattle Seahawks can do what they want, 
maybe Drew Locke could have a decent game. I mean, the guy's got a big-time arm. Just throw it up to freaking Lockett. Throw it up to DK Metcalf. But I think the, the flip side to all this, though, is Drew, Tyler Lockett and, and Russell Wilson just had that special connection. Yep. I just yep. don't think he could repeat that. And I think that's going to really hurt his fantasy value. But DK, big body guy. I mean, if Drew Locke is smart, and listen, we saw him do it with Cortland Sutton. Just give the guy the ball, man. So I think he'll be smart enough to do that. So I think DK is probably the guy I lean towards as maybe not getting impacted as much. Uh, but we'll see what they do at the other position, like running back you, as well, like bringing back Rashad Penny. Do you think there's any Sorry. chance in hell, any chance Drew Locke is considered the starter day one? They yes, can't be, because they can't I, be done at quarterback. I, I think there is a shot. Uh, I don't think my – I wouldn't put my money on it. I would. They can't compete they in that do, division. But, no way with, with but they don't Drew Locke. But who's the, who's the quarterback they're going to get right now that is going to let them compete? You know, Colin Deshaun's Kaepernick is not going to be that guy. No. Deshaun Watson maybe, but they haven't even they're, – they're not willing to give up the compensation. They just got a compensation. What about Jameis? Is that sleeper? I don't think they compete with Jameis. I, I don't oh, think they compete God. with Jameis either. I just think this. Well, that division's out of whack, right? I mean, it's an insane. As a Niner fan, general. I'm thrilled because I'm I'm loving the the exodust of of Seattle. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but I just can't see Drew Locke being number one. But let's move on. Yeah, let's jump down to the running back position, and I think the biggest headliner actually been a very slow market for these guys is is Chase Edmonds signs with the Dolphins. So, Sky, give us your breakdown on Chase. Uh, he is with your guy from Mike McDaniel from the 49ers. Yeah. Do you think he's a good fit for that scheme? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I don't – my concern, though, is I think Chase Chase Edmonds is attractive because of the usage he might get because, again, you're talking about draft capital. Miles Gaskin was a seventh-round pick. He's done a lot with opportunity the last two years. But Mike McDaniel is probably going to use a one-back system like Shanahan does and those kind of things. So I like the usage, but I don't know that Chase Edmonds is the type of back to take 20 carries a week. Um, of course, any back that gets that is going to be great for fantasy, but I don't know if he can hold up. Um, I do think he's a better three-down back than Gaskin is, so maybe Gaskin plays more th third down. Chase Edmonds comes into play first and second. I have no idea. I also don't think that the Dolphins are necessarily done. They might pick up a lower-level free agent, and there's also a lot of bigger-name free agents like Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Raheem Mostert, who might be a sneak attack to come over to – uh, Miami as well if the 49ers don't keep them um, and a Melbourne Gordon of course as well so I do like the signing but I'm more excited about James Conner still in the in Arizona than I am about Chase Edmonds going to the Dolphins yeah the running back market is kind of boring so the next guy is Devonta Devonta, Devonta Foreman going with the Panthers now CMC could be moved I, I don't understand why you would move him I mean he's a great centerpiece but the guy can't stay healthy so I can understand if you can get compensation but Foreman makes for an idea. We just saw him kind of, you know, re resurrect his career. Odd kind of fit Ben McAdoo's scheme. You know, we'll see how that goes. But he's going to be a, a prime handcuff. But they also have Chuba Hubbard. And they, they had a lot of success with Amir Abdullah. So it is interesting that they brought in Foreman. A um, little bit of a head scratcher. I thought Hubbard was fine as a rookie. So, uh, you know, interesting. I think it's crowded. Not really important. Maybe we'll see if this guy, if there's a trade of CMC, great. Maybe if uh, we find out he's the number two, he's not a bad handcuff, great. But as of right now, it seems a little bit crowded behind CMC. Now, before we move on to wide receivers, let's take a quick commercial break for one of our sponsors, Carafactor, and we'll be back right after these messages. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. 
It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, Sky, let's talk receivers here, man. And obviously this one I should be talking about because I actually like this guy, you do But give me your thoughts about Amari Cooper being traded to the Browns. Let me hear your thoughts about him in Cleveland. I want to hear your thoughts as well, so I'll make, I'll make mine quick. I'm not excited about it. Um, I wasn't really excited about Amari Cooper last year in Dallas. I've made my case multiple times. I'm thrilled about my boy Michael Gallup. Uh, we'll talk about that at a later time. CeeDee Lamb is going to be just fine as well. Baker Mayfield, probably not going to be the quarterback unless it's Deshaun Watson. I don't love the Browns in general. Not stoked on Amari Cooper. I feel bad for the kid because he ended up in a place where he's not going to be able to succeed. Totally negative. So, Bob, can you change my mind on Amari Cooper? I know that you love the talent, and rightfully so. Incredibly talented, but I've had my qualms with them over the years. Change my mind. Just last year, we were super psyched about the Browns. We love the Browns. And then Baker gets hurt, messes up his shoulder, his elbow. Everything's banged up on Baker. Jarvis Landry misses time. Odell Beckham falls apart. They get rid of him. And to be honest with you, the whole thing implodes. And I feel like this team still with Kevin Stefanski, we were really excited about. Now you take Jarvis Landry out of the equation. Who's the receiver? you got DPJ, nice deep threat, great player. It's going to be about price, right? What's Amari Cooper going to cost? And without Jarvis Landry there, who's going to demand targets in this offense? We've seen Landry offer a nice high floor. I think he could just kind of replicate that. He's going to get you like wide, consistent wide receiver three numbers. And I guarantee you could probably get this guy in the seventh round next year. So it depends on where he lands. I just think that he's going to be a target hog in this offense. But I just believe that the talent's there. I believe in the offense, too. Kevin Stefanski used an offense that fit with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen for a while. Then it was Stephon Diggs. So it's been a lot of receiving success with Kevin Stefanski. So I'm not totally stressed out just yet. We'll see. Let's jump down. The yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, listen, if, they, if you tell me he's a fifth-round pick, I'm not buying. You know, but seventh, we'll see where he lands, and then we'll talk then. Christian Kirk signs with the Jaguars. I mean, it always seems like every single year there's a team that just – like gets a bunch of like second tier free agents instead of just spending the money on the alpha number one. And I just feel like we saw the Patriots do this last year and then the season plays out and they're like, Hmm, maybe we do need an elite number one. And I think the Jags did the same exact thing. These now you got Christian Kirk with Marvin Jones, both very good receivers, but neither is a number one. Then you've signed Zay Jones. The good news is if they can get rid of, rid of LaVisca, Kirk will play the slot. And that's where I want him. Because remember last year, all the weird shit that was going on with that offense, uh, it was uh, the, the slot receiver was doing really well in that offense. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I forget. Was this he was like a, no, it wasn't Chenault. It was the other guy. Uh, I forget his name. He was a slot receiver. He was outperforming Marvin Jones and Chenault every week. But he was playing the slot. So I do Keelan like Cole? that for Kirk. 
No, it wasn't Keelan Cole. He was on the Jets. Um, he was like a special teams guy, and I can't remember I'm off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll bring it up in a second. But yeah, so I think that Christian Kirk playing the slot is where I want to see him. Um, but overall, I, I'm not I'm not overly excited for the offense. But if Trevor Lawrence, listen, with Doug Peterson, we'll see what happens. But at the same time, new offense for Trevor Lawrence learned in his second season. Competition targets with Marvin Jones and and company. So we'll see how that shakes out. Overall, Sky, let's jump back to the Miami Dolphins. Interesting sign. They bring in Cedric Wilson, who had some moments with the Dol- uh, Cowboys. Any any shot behind Waddle and Parker that this guy has some fantasy value with Tua in Miami? Laquan Treadwell. It's not Laquan Treadwell either. Jamal uh, Agnew. Jamal Agnew. There, there you it go. is. There Sorry, it is. I, didn't, I, I forgot we were talking about punt returners. I didn't have them in my mm-hmm. mind. I apologize. All right, back back to the back to the, the topic here. So, again, I, man, the Cowboys, um, Cedric, Cedric Wilson. So, again, I don't – I mean, the Dolphins needed help. I don't – I'm not excited about this. I don't think that Tua – Tua is going to be – Jalen Waddle could be wide receiver 10 in PPR leagues. That's a legitimate upside play because he's going to catch nine-yard passes and can take him to the house. I don't see Cedric Wilson being a – he's going to be a deep threat because that's what he does. But I don't see the amount of completion percentage, you know, A dot, um, you know, yards after catch, those kind of things that we love in fantasy, touchdown upside in this offense. I just don't see it. I'm not excited about Cedric Wilson. Now, if you're going to tell me Cedric Wilson's one of those, like, guys we thought Michael Gallup would be on the Cowboys last year, like a 15th round guy, we're like, eh, what the hell, he's my wide receiver five – and I might need him a couple times, whatever. Sure, I'll take a flyer on that guy any any day because he's got the talent. But there's no chance that I'm going to get excited about him as the maybe wide receiver two on his own team and then draft him in like the 10th round. I'm just I'm not excited about the Dolphins, man. I, I can't get over this Tua stuff in my head. And until I see it consistently, consistently, I'm just not interested. Jaguars again, signing Zay Jones. I should have just put him in with Christian Kirk, my fault. But listen, Zay Jones resurrected his career a little bit under John Gruden. Now, Gruden did coach with Andy Reid. Doug Peterson did coach with Andy Reid. So maybe Doug Peterson saw Zay Jones performing with Jay, uh, John Gruden and said, you know what, he kind of knows my similar West Coast scheme. Let's bring him over. He's relatively cheap. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I just think that him – Marvin Jones on the outside with Kirk in the slot is fine, but at the same time, it's just not a very inspiring three-receiver set for Trevor Lawrence. You would like to see that alpha, like a DJ Chark, for example, who, by the way, signs with Detroit's guys. So tell me, that's how you host, folks. That's how you get things done. But now, DJ Chark, that's, this one slipped under the radar. I totally missed it. What's your thoughts about Chark with Detroit? Yeah, one last one last thought about Zay Jones. I'm not excited about Zay Jones, and I'm less excited about him if Lavisca Chenault somehow stays in town. There's just too many cooks in the kitchen. Great for Trevor Lawrence, not good for any of these other guys except for maybe Marvin Jones. I'm fading the Jags, not buying the hype on that either. DJ Chark again. I mean, t- t- 2019 he was wide receiver. 19 he had kind of his breakout season. He's been battling injuries, lost last year. The Jags were a dumpster fire anyway. I like this move going to the Lions. I'm not a huge Jared Goff guy, um, but look what he was able to do last year, right? I mean, I know everybody in fantasy loves Almond Ross St. Brown, and I get it. You know, hell of a prospect coming out of USC, underdrafted potentially in the NFL draft, and he bursts onto the scene. So, you know, if we have uh, breaking news, we'll get to that in just one second. 
So DJ Chark for me is going to be a huge move. I do like this a lot. It brings an alpha wide receiver type. I don't think Amon Ross St. Brown is an alpha type. He's a great slot over the middle, obviously made the best of his targets. But as we get TJ Hawkinson healthy in that run game ready to go, then I um, do like DJ Chark going to the Lions. And Bob, if we run back the episode about four minutes, I'm pretty sure I just called this. Oh, Raheem Mostert sides with the Dolphins on air. I mean, this is not good. I don't. I just, I just of this said stuff. he would do that oh. if the Niners don't bring him back. I literally yeah. five minutes ago just said that on on the show, and I'm not surprised here, man. Again, Mike McDaniel, right? 49er, 49er. It's all about who you know in this league. The Niners didn't want to bring him back. I don't blame them. It makes sense. They tried to kick the tires a couple times on an aging veteran. He goes over to the Dolphins. Now, now we let's let's backtrack a little bit on Chase Edmonds. This is not good for Chase Edmonds. Oh, terrible. Bob, horrible. We 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 use continuity on this on this podcast more than probably any other audio anything in the entire world. Continuity should be our slogan. Continuity matters so much in the NFL and definitely for fantasy football purposes. Raheem Mostert has played under Mike McDaniel for the last 3 seasons. He is going to, I right now, he's the starter for the Dolphins. Today, he is the starter for the Dolphins. Assuming he's healthy, he's going to come in, he will be the starter. Assuming he's healthy, I guarantee you and Edmonds probably will get third down work, and Miles Gaskin, you can just drop. Dude, this is like, I'm just saving. I, I, that's crazy. I mean, listen, I hate overcrowding. It's like, it's really become a thing in my head. But at the same time, remember this ambiguous backfields. Now, because of this signing, no one's going to probably have Chase Edmonds or Raheem Mostert in the first five to six rounds. A good draft strategy, because we talked about this in RB Steals is drafting both them, maybe in the seventh, eighth turn, draft both the guys and see how things shake out. Because ambiguous backfields, and J.J. Zacharias brought this up, is a thing. And we talked about this just a few weeks ago. So I, maybe there is an opportunity to buy both these guys at a discount and figure out maybe one of them explodes, but whatever. Raheem Oster's going to be hurt. He got hurt like on the first play last year. Oh, so you know dude, what? This I'm is going to be – Chase Edmonds I'm, is going to be like awesome now. So don't worry. I'm, I'm, I am hyped. Look, if Chase Edmonds can be Elijah Mitchell like week four or something and he bursts off if he can't stay healthy, I love that because you're going to get a lot of value now in Chase Edmonds. But, man, I, I'm just stoked that Heem's getting another opportunity, man. I love this kid. All right. Let's jump back into things. Russell Gage signs with the Buccaneers. Now – this one is like Tom Brady just doing Tom Brady stuff, right? I mean, he's like, hey, why don't you come hang out? Listen, you want to win a championship? Just come freaking, you know. Just I keep your shirt on, and I'll take yeah. care of the rest. That's Tyler cool. Johnson and uh, all these young talents that probably every dynasty savvy owner thought was great. Yeah, Tom Brady ain't messing. After the last watching the playoffs last year with no guy with no AB, he's like, I am not going to lose to uh, three by three points to the Rams with my number two receiver clowning out there. I'm not doing it. So now you get Godwin back, you get Russell Gage in there. The fit is a little interesting because Gage plays a little bit slot out wide. But the good news is he kind of got training last year as the yep. de facto number one. Yep. So he actually knows how to play a little bit better outside. His numbers actually weren't bad on the outside mm -hmm. last year. So I think it's interesting that you can now intertwine him with Chris Godwin in the slot. Mike Evans, you can move these guys everywhere. And now this like is it. just another, another feather in the cap for a guy like Tom Brady. Gronk will be back. Brady's going to be just out of his mind, leading the NFL and passing again. Can't wait. All right, let's jump yep. into some tight ends. And I and I and I gave you a two for one here, Sky, because I'm a nice guy. 
Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama signed with the Jets. Now the Jets are a part of the 49ers scheme, George yep. Kittle. At first, we would have been excited to talk CJ Uzama today, but then they signed Tyler Conklin because they hate happiness. So talk to me <laughs> about the Jets. Any shot one of these guys emerges a fantasy asset. Yeah, I mean, look, Robert Sala, LaFleur, right? Again, Shanahan guys moving on to the AFC East there. We got we got two pairs now. We got Mike McDaniel and Robert Sala coming under Shanahan now with the Dolphins and the Jets. Uh, man, the only thing I can think of here, right? And we just talked. I was kind of tongue-in-cheek. Like, what about Ryan Griffin? But the reality is, like, he was good last year. Nobody cares about him in fantasy, but for – and he was good. Tyler Croft, right? <laughs> you had mentioned he had some work. Tyler Conklin, again, a young talent. I like that fit. And then CJ Ozama, I think, will be the leader of that room immediately, uh, especially with now Super Bowl pedigree. Um, but, you know, big-time injury. It's going to be a matter of him coming back healthy right away and able to get back in there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't like any of these guys for fantasy. Um, but I don't love Zach Wilson yet uh, in single quarterback leagues. But in Dynasty, of course, he's already swallowed up because he's a rookie with high draft capital. But in super flex leagues this year, Zach Wilson seems like a really nice QB three. That's not going to get drafted until the, you know, later rounds as far as quarterbacks go with weekly upside. We did see him have a little bit with Corey Davis last year. We did see some upside when he was healthy. He was injured uh, uh, half of last year. So I don't love these guys individually because they have like four tight ends on the roster and neither one of these guys like jumps off the page per se. But I do think it helps the offense overall, helps the scoring potential. And Zach Wilson all of a sudden might take a notch or two up the rankings because just more weapons and young quarterbacks usually like tight ends, especially in the red zone. This could help out Zach Wilson. As you mentioned, LaFleur and Selah come from the Shanahan tree, love the tight end position. If one of these guys can block, the other one could go run out there. He might have some sneak attack potential. We just don't know who it's going to be. Second year leap in that offense, too, folks. We like that continuity, baby. Next one is the Noah fan was traded to Seattle. And it, I was excited until Will Disley got signed. And he got signed for a decent amount of money. And this is what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, what the hell is going on? He's their like, guy. He's been their guy so, through injuries, I, too. But I am so tired. I just want simple, sleek, like, this is our guy. But we can't no, have nice things, like dude. You know how it goes. We can't. Because the problem with Gerald Everett had his moments last year, right? And Everett was kind of made some bowhead plays. But you got to keep in mind, he was playing with Russell Wilson. And that's a thing. He's not playing with Russell Wilson now. So no offense going to the team with Drew Locke, with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. It's not going to be the same, right? I know that uh, the offense could use a tight end. But the problem is, Will Disley is a better blocker. Noah Fan is actually not a good blocker, which I couldn't believe. You watch, you think he would be, but his first round pedigree – I would t- we would talk about draft capital and how that matters and why it would be good for fantasy, but you know I'm not going to bother because I know that they're probably going to they just signed they have Eskridge now as the three receiver sets they're going to I mean listen the, the Shane Waldron comes from the Sean McVay the team that wanted to run three receiver sets on 90 percent of their freaking snaps like absurd yeah. that's their goal and so Noah fans going to not be on the field all the time because well this he can block better oh. So I just can't. Like, I just want things to be simple. I'm just so fed up with this fucking half. Like, oh, let's do a little bit of everything. Oh, we're going to get two tight ends. It's so annoying. Let's just talk about my guy. Evan Ingram signs with the Jags. I mean, talk about annoying. Jesus. Now, another, another, just another signing. Uh, Sky, just give me your two cents about Evan uh, and how you feel about his signing with the Jags. Oh, God. 
you know, here's the problem, Bob. Head coaches don't play fantasy football. That's the issue. Well, they because should. if I'm the if I'm the Jets, if I'm the Jets or I'm the Jags or I'm the Seahawks and I'm thinking like, you know what? We have a young quarterback, we need help. I need people that can be I need four Jason Wittens to let this kid survive on 4-yard curls. Okay? They bring in four tight ends. The Jags, Evan Ingram. Look, this is comes down to this. Evan Ingram needs a fresh start. Love it. Going back down south, he went to school in Mississippi. Now he can go back down south to um, uh, uh, Florida to play. I like that a lot. Talent, talent, talent is what they're trying to do in Jacksonville. I know they spent the bag. I disagree with pretty much every single move that they've done, but I'm not in that seat. So I don't love Evan Ingram. I'm not going to be drafting him. Uh, A, he can't stay healthy. B, I haven't seen it consistently. C, I don't trust in Trevor Lawrence or this offense yet. For an NFL purpose, this makes a lot of sense. But I wouldn't even say that Evan Ingram's a veteran guy coming in to help out the room or the quarterback. Like, he's shown immaturity. He's still very young, and he hasn't been on the team to, like, carry his weight, in my opinion. So, to be honest with you, bro, like, I love the idea of the talent that everybody's wanted over the last five years for, for Evan Ingram. We've seen, like, eight games of him being amazing. I get it. Maybe there's a big step up for Trevor Lawrence. But too many cooks in the kitchen, man. I'm just – I'm not – I'm not going to be in on this offense and uh, I'm going to fade Evan Ingram. Yeah. Uh, uh, the one thing I will say, the thing that annoys me too, is they have Dan Arnold, like another guy who can't block. They basically talked about Evan Ingram being a potential slot receiver, which is sure. so great. And so then great. that's we a different. LaVisca. Yeah. You have Christian Kirk already on the roster and LaVisca Chenault. Like I freaking can't oh, with this shit. God. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't work anyway, <laughs> because if they, if they try to use it more in the slot, that's going to affect Kirk. That's going to affect LaVisca. That's going to push them out wide. That's not where they flourish. And then you're going to have Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold could kind of do the same things. The only thing I will say is that Doug Peterson has used Zach Ertz in the past to be like basically a glorified pass catcher. He only blocked about a third of the snaps he was on the field. So I'm okay in that sense, but just the overcrowding, the re replicating of the same type of player doesn't freaking work. And it's yeah. just like, you know what? We'll see how Doug, you won a Super Bowl. Maybe you're right. I'm out. You know what, Sky? I'm going to take a quick break. You're going to let you talk about OJ. OJ Howard signs <laughs> with the Buffalo Bills to back up because Dawson Knox is there because he hates, they hate fantasy football and they want us to not know exactly what to do with Dawson Knox now. But I'm sure Knox is still the guy. Give me your thoughts about OJ Howard. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe NFL coaches and front offices do play fantasy, but they're starting a new trend where they do two tight end leagues. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like like yeah. super flex tight end. So you have to have three or four on the roster to make sure you can start somebody every week. Look, OJ Howard is like 90% the same conversation of Evan Ingram. Love the kid's talent, high pedigree, want him to crush the six games that he's been healthy in his career. He's dominated. He dominated before Gronk took over when he got healthy first year of Brady Gronk in uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, O.J. Howard, again, he just needs to stay healthy and he'll be great. Can we backtrack like three seasons when we had the big three, okay, Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz, everyone remembers that season, coming off of like a historic tight end season. Right after that, you had the next three, Hunter Henry, O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram. That was the four, five, six in every draft. I ate up so much of that stuff because I was like, I don't want to pay up for tight end. I'll get one of these guys and they'll crush. All three of those guys busted. OJ Howard needs to stay healthy. I love the offense in general, but you're right. Dawson Knox is that guy. Continuity with Allen. The only thing I can I can come up with, man, is look, this might seem silly. I don't think he's going to be a slot receiver. 
but they're losing Emmanuel Sanders, might lose Cole Beasley, right? Like they might just need more weapons for Josh Allen to throw to, two tight end sets in the run game. Um, I like this move for the Bills. I don't love OJ Howard yet for fantasy in any, but he's that type of dude. If Dawson Knox goes down week three and OJ Howard is Dawson Knox, OJ Howard is much more talented than Dawson, Dawson Knox. So he could be a sleeper, but he's not going to be on any of my He's worth a free pickup in Dynasty Leagues. He's not going to be on any of my redrafts. Maybe we'll start playing tight end, team tight end. Like t- team defense. That's a great idea. End. So Straight then you up. don't have to worry about idea. Knox and, and uh, Arnold versus Evan. You got Knox versus Howard. No, you just get the Bills tight ends and you're good to go. And, maybe and, that's that, way, and that way I don't, have to, I don't have to choose the games that Chris Herndon goes off. You know what I mean? I could just I can just inherit that when it when it happens. I love so yeah, yeah I love that absolutely. Move. Now the one thing I will say about OJ Howard is maybe he gets that Mitch Trubisky magic sprinkling dust in the sense that he goes to Buffalo. Everybody raves about OJ Howard because Mitch Trubisky was left for dead after the Bears. Yep. And then all of a sudden the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are like the most organized organization in the world, who have just yeah. like the same coach the same quarterback all the time. They're like, you know what? Mitch Trubisky is our guy because he sat all year behind Josh Allen and we didn't see him. Maybe it was Matt Nagy because he was terrible for the Bears last year. So maybe O.J. Howard gets – because O.J. Howard is like a pass – he's another guy who doesn't block well. And if you look at all his PFF blocking grades, they're all terrible. And maybe and listen, maybe PFF doesn't know what they're doing. I don't know. But based on that information, it sounds like he can't block. So it's just like he's another guy who's a great pass catchy weapon. We saw glimpses in 2018. He was going to be a stud, and then he hurts himself. Then Arians comes in. They bring in Gronk, and it's poof. He's just gone. So maybe a year behind Knox, maybe a Knox injury. You're right. But maybe he just gets that little like, oh, my God, O.J. Howard was really good. I heard he really did good in practices for the Bills. Bam, next thing you know, he's a starter just like Mitch is. So maybe that's happened. That's all we got. Now, Sky, I do want to bring this up because you are a big Julio guy. So our buddy, Mike I'm a large Hortz, Julio guy. Very large. So is large bigger <sighs> than big? Uh, large. Know. Let's see. Bigger Which, than big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Large is definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, it's we it's not quite huge or humongous. Yeah. Um, I don't have enormous a graphic for this is way up there. Scale. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, why we don't improvise, Sky, because I don't have a graphic for a scale that tells me if big is large. But anyway, he says that he believes that Julio might be a Raider. Talk to me about Julio, his release. <laughs> Where do you? Where would you like to see Julio go? I want to give a quick shout out to Dennis, who on cue pops into the show. Dennis, great to have you back. Comes in immediately. Did you guys already talk about Julio? What happened there? Any insights, Dennis? I'm really glad that you asked because we're jumping into that right now. Also, shout out to boy. It's been a while, man. Always a Sunday Sunday live show representative. Appreciate you coming back. All right, we don't talk a lot of defense, but I do want to read this out because we are recording for the podcast and they can't see the graphic, obviously. Big day for Raider Nation. True story. Chandler Jones, defense, comes over from the Cardinals. Uh, C.J. Jackson comes over as well. And Julio Jones may be kicking the tires. We'll see what happens. Look, man, um, I'm not going to predict Julio Jones unless he lands while I'm talking because I'm not getting my updates. But I'm not going to say he's going to go to the Raiders per se. But Julio Jones will get picked up immediately. He just has to stay healthy. His issue is over 30, but he's still very talented, needs to get the volume. They could use him in Vegas, absolutely, as a deep threat and a uh, possession guy, so it's a good fit. Um, I am a a, a, a gigantic um, Julio Jones fan overall. I've got his jersey right behind me, as you can see, on the YouTube channel. But 
unfortunately, man, I think Titans tried something. AJ Brown fished his wish. He he recruited him in last year. It was a great effort. Made it happen. Those guys played three games together last year. Um, Derrick Henry got hurt, and they couldn't get over the hump in the playoffs. The experiment didn't work. Unfortunately, he was hurt. He's aging. The allure of Julio, unfortunately, I think is bigger at this point than it is uh, his talent, unfortunately. So love the guy. In my opinion, he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. But unfortunately, I think we're we're uh, crossing over into the, uh, you know, not so greener pastures, if you will. But Raiders, if you get him, I think he's a great fit if he can stay healthy. I think you should go home. Go to the Falcons. Number one, Arthur Smith, play, same offense as he just was in Tennessee. He knows the scheme. Go back home. They need the receiver help. He would be a great PR thing. He, and Matt Ryan loves and knows him. I think he goes back to Atlanta. I think that makes the most sense. They have the most need. Even if they get Landry, they need Matt. Uh, they need Julio as well, and that would be a perfect fit all around for everybody. But that's all we got for today, man. That's all of the free agents on the move, folks. So who's so on far. the move? We broke that up. So far. So far. So far. Touche as of Wednesday. But also tomorrow, me and Sky will be coming back, breaking down our top five players who resigned. So we're going to get a little boring tomorrow, talk about our top five resigned players and the impacts for fantasy on that. But that's all I got today, guys. So close us out. Tell the people where they can find us and all, all our all our spots. All right, y'all. I appreciate everyone tuning back. Now, look, li- li- again, we're only doing one podcast episode per week this time of year because we did five per week during the season. And Bob and I got to catch our breath. So we're getting like a 40-minute, maybe 45-minute version of these shows on the podcast once a week. Tune in. The Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts iTunes, Apple, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening, we are available on the Believe Networks, the Kansas Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Also, we are having mini series. If you haven't tuned in yet, I see all of you on YouTube now, which is great. Come back. We're doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday episodes. Tuesdays and Thursdays are condensed 15, 20-minute breaks so we can hone in a little bit more for Bob and I and the rest of the crew here on youtube the fantasy focused youtube channel facebook twitch and twitter as well if you're not on there help us out give us a subscribe punch that bell and leave a comment below as well once again this is the kids fantasy football podcast so great to be back with you kerning already we know we got a lot of dynasty questions we're going to get into dynasty as the draft comes quicker we get the rest of the team back in the saddle more of our guys are going to start to land we had breaking news on the show today with raheem mostert more guys are going to land. We're going to bring that to you, of course. Come back tomorrow for the players that had re-signed and they are coming back to their team from last year. Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in with us. This episode and all episodes have been brought to you by the Believe Networks and Bet Online AG. Shout out to our friends at Carafactor as well. Big up to our boys, Dennis and Mike. For my man, Bobby Lamarco, I'm your host, Sky Guasco. We will catch you tomorrow right here on the TCK Pod. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.